This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Time now to turn our attention to the United States. A couple of issues we're looking at. Uh, the first one being the likeliness of a recession on U.S. President Joe Biden's watch. Plus, Joe Biden plans to speak with his Chinese counterpart, Xi Jinping, and the country opening COVID-19 vaccine to younger children. Let's get some analysis uh, on these headlines and a whole lot more from Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor of McLarty Associates. Steve, good morning. How are you, my man? I'm good and happy Juneteenth, which they're celebrating in the U.S. today. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan and I were just talking about this this morning. Uh, It's a convenient mashup, but yes, happy Juneteenth. All right, so the hot topic these days is the recession to stamp out inflation, which is going crazy. And this looks likely to happen during President Joe Biden's term. Now, uh, a downturn by the start of 2024, and conveniently, that's the time where he's got to potentially run for a second term. Barely even on the radar just a few months ago, it's now close to a three in four probability. Let's talk about this likeliness and how it could affect his potential second term. Well, I mean, the administration is now coming out saying that we are not necessarily going to have a recession. Um, They're trying to tamp down economic pessimism. There's things the administration can do beyond what the Fed is doing, which, of course, is raising interest rates. You could see gas tax holiday come in. You could see other ways of trying to ease the burden on high energy prices. There's the tariffs that are in place that can come down. Because you're right, Biden will get blamed if we are in a recession, and that will almost certainly kill his chances for a second term. So he's got time to address this, and and that's what the administration is totally focused on right now. Yeah, overnight, of course, uh, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen coming out, as you mentioned, talking about how... Yes, it's not at all imminent. She's optimistic it's possible to avoid it. A lot of people expecting the combination of resilience in customer spending and jobs growth to keep the U.S. out of recession. Time will tell, I suppose. Steve, President Biden over the weekend has said that he was in the process of making up his mind on easing U.S. tariffs on China. And he plans to speak with Chinese President Xi Jinping soon. Now, these tariffs, of course, in relation to the ones that were set in place by the former president, Donald Trump, and it could ease inflation. What's the likeliness of this happening? I mean, I think it's very likely that at least some of the tariffs are going to come down. I remember the tariffs were put in place by Trump as a way to get China to change its behavior when it came to or when it comes to its unfair trade practices, such as forced technology transfers, cyber theft, not respecting intellectual property rights. And of course, these tariffs, which have now been in place for years, have done nothing to change China's behavior. So if you're the U.S., why do you keep the tariffs on if it's hurting you and not helping change China's behavior? So there's political issues here. Labor unions like to see the tariffs certainly on steel and aluminum, but there's got to be some tariffs coming down because it only makes sense. So that, of course, has to come with a bit of education on the part of Americans. And the reason I bring that up is because the U.S. is going to hold midterms. How will all this play into, you know, sentiment on the president among the Americans? Well, uh, you know, as the president's not on the ballot, but of course the Democrats are on the ballot, they're going to get blamed in part for the administration. So the administration, if it can show it's doing something on inflation, if it can show it's also doing things to 
make Americans' lives better, and that can be certainly on gun control. It can be on the pandemic. It could be on other long-term economic investments, and it plays into the culture wars going on. The Democrats can try and do better in the midterms than the economy would dictate. So it all comes together. But the number one, two, and three issues, of course, in any election is the economy and how it's impacting the voters at that time. Okay, so then crystal ball time. Uh, (laughs) um, How do you think the Democrats are going to fare? I mean, odds on Nevada turning red, perhaps? Well, Nevada turning red is interesting because then it all comes down to the specific candidates when you're talking about a Senate race. And so the senators have been blue in Nevada, but however, you've seen a shift away from the Democrats, especially amongst Latino voters lately, Mm -hmm. and Nevada has a very large Latino population. So if that continues, they'll be in trouble. But look, the Supreme Court's going to be coming out with its abortion decision potentially in the next few weeks. That could play into what happens in the Nevada Senate race because you have a pro- choice Democrat against a pro-life Republican, and yeah. Nevada is a pro-choice state. Yeah, all oh, that abortion issue, this is such a hot topic. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. On the line with me this morning is Steve Oaken. He's the senior advisor for McLarty Associates, uh, talking about a couple of headline issues out of the United States. Uh, Steve, there's this video, two U.S. citizens who went missing while fighting in Ukraine. So this was shown on Russian state television, I believe, on Friday last week, confirming that the men had been captured. And obviously that raised fears for the safety. What's the reaction been to this so far? And could the U.S. intervene to, I don't know, rescue them or something? Well, I mean, I think the answer is that the same reaction you get anywhere. Look, if you want to go fight in Ukraine and enter yourself into a war zone, people will respect your decision, but sure. you can't expect the government to come in and rescue you in the middle of an active war. Mm. And so as President Biden said, you know, he's reiterating, Americans should not be going to Ukraine now. And that is, you know, the key message. So, of course, the U.S. government is going to see what it can do to find out of where the U.S. citizens are, how they're doing. But it's very different than the situation that, you know, Brittany Griner, the the WNBA star, has where she has been, you know, falsely arrested, according Mm -hmm. to the United Mm -hmm. States. And they're going to do everything they can to get her out diplomatically, like they got the U.S. Marine out who'd been arrested, the former U.S. Marine who'd been arrested in Russia. But I think the Americans will look at those two situations very differently. And it's one thing if you're taken hostage. It's another thing if you put yourself yeah. independently into a war zone. Yeah, and fair you point. you feel bad, but what can you do? Yeah, fair point, fair point. Another interesting topic is, so the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, over the weekend they were speaking and they recommended COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months old. So they're going to allow some kind of a nationwide rollout, I believe sometime this week. I want to know how people have received this news and it seems that this has taken quite a while to get done. Will it be very significant? Well, hopefully it'll be significant, but there's a lot of confusion um, and part of this is because it it is so much more difficult to figure out what is the dosage you should be giving yeah. an infant. And so, for example, the Pfizer shots are at three micrograms, which is one-tenth the level of what adults receive. Pfizer, you have to get three shots. Moderna, you get two shots for the infants. And then a lot of people have this false sense of security. Well, you know, we've already gotten it. The worst of it's over. We don't need the vaccines anymore. And so you're seeing a lot less of a take-up than you'd hope to see. Mm. So hopefully the education will come out about why, you know, infants should have the shots. 
There's been more than 200 six months to five years old who died from COVID in the United States. And so it's not an insignificant number, but it's taken a long time and you were going to lose on confusion if you came out earlier. You've got confusion now, even though you've done a lot more studying. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, that's my personal observation when I was in Europe for about a month, that sense of complacency. Uh, what are you hearing in terms of the United States? People are just kind of done with this and starting to take things for granted. Well, they're done with it or they have the false sense of security mm. that they've had it. And so I can't get it again. And of <laughs> yeah. course you can get it. A second time and yeah. you know it's like I'm soon eligible to get my fourth shot here in Singapore <laughs> so. no don't give away your age Steve come on <laughs> <That's too late. laughs> uh, final issue Steve and it's about Governor Andy Bashir who has issued an executive order declaring a state of emergency for the western Kentucky town Marion they're struggling with a water shortage what is the backstory here well the backstory is the climate of course okay. and you have water shortages all over the world so it's not just, you know, it's, it's not like the United States is immune from the climate crisis when you get excessive flooding or drought in Indonesia, Malaysia, India, and South Africa. And so what happened in this Kentucky town apparently is that there was a levee failure. So then the reservoir, you know, the lake has to get drained, which is the primary source of drinking water. But then that gets exacerbated because there's limited rainfall, unseasonably hot weather. Mm. And now the water shortage, which could have been handled, even though there's a levee failure, becomes critical. And so it just shows that hopefully the United States will get its act together. But the drought in Kentucky is nothing like what the western United States is facing. So you're going to have these stories all over the country like you have them all over the world. Right. All right. I've been on the line with Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor for McLarty Associates. Uh, Steve, as always, appreciate your time. You take care and have a great week ahead. Thanks, Elliot. Great talking again. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.